Today's scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Cheryl, Will, Alicia, that was beautiful, that last song. Really, really beautiful. I mean, they're all beautiful, but especially that last one. Beautiful. All right, we are in Luke 10, where we have this series called Interrogating Jesus. They're all questions that were posed to Jesus from all over the map. Uh, and uh, in, with questions, the questions are very interesting because um, a, a lot of people, just like if, I were, if you, we were to see each other before we walked in, we'd say, hey, what's up, how are you? Well, we all know this, socially, that how are you was not a real question. Everyone's supposed to say, I am fine. Uh, it's nothing bad, it's not means we're hypocritical, it just means we know social convention. But, it's interesting about questions is that if you really mean them, um, where you have to go wherever it takes you. So, we, we get this quote from Anne Rice, vampire Anne Rice, who had a conversion event in, uh, as an adult. And she says this, uh, very few beings really seek knowledge in this world. Few really ask. On the contrary, they try to wring from the unknown the answers they have already shaped in their own minds. Justifications, confirmations, forms of consolations without which they can't go on. To really ask is to open the door to the whirlwind. And so these questions that are posed to Jesus open the door to the whirlwind because he is going to answer these in ways that we do not expect him to answer. That is true. So our question for today is, do you not care? This is from Martha. Don't you care that I'm serving here alone? Now, uh, just a little, I don't know if you're familiar with Luke 10, but there's this section in Luke 10 where it says there are 72 disciples. And what that means is there are people that were just following around Jesus, like he was some rabbi guru teacher. And there was about 72 that were following him wherever he went. They were curious. And they said, I want to hear what he has to say next. I want to see and witness whatever he does, okay? And so in Luke 2, there's this part where what he does is he sends out these 72 that have been following him, and he said, don't, don't just focus on me. I'm going to send you out now, and I want you to meet people, and I want you to go into towns, and if they're hospitable, if they're a person of peace, they'll invite you in, and they may not even be, believe in me, know me, or whatever, but, but you'll know just through... They're inviting you in. You know that this is where you need to be, and these are the conversations you need to have, and you're going to rely on their hospitality. So this is the context. So Jesus goes, and he goes into a village, and he meets Mary and Martha. Now, um, it's amazing that they are persons of peace, and they are super hospitable, and we see that. So Martha, she's a real giver. She's a real doer. She's a bustle and flurry of getting stuff done. Um, have you heard that phrase, 
Um, so sometimes I'll be in a meeting, and you know we're always trying to get volunteers here. All of you know that. You're like, yes, we always know you're trying to get volunteers. And I'll be in a meeting, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, no, they're too busy. They're too busy, right? But, but have you heard of that old adage, if you want something done, ask a busy person, right? You don't ask someone who's not busy. They're not busy for a reason, right? And so there's this, in, uh, this mentality in our mind. It's like, oh, a busy person is always doing and getting stuff done, and they have a high value for getting stuff done and being valuable. Um, so uh, Martha is there, and now think of this. Think of this. Objectively speaking now, um, wouldn't it be amazing that she is prepping um, lamb chops for the Savior? Now, I'm not, like lamb chops, like she probably has a salvage in the back, and so there's probably garlic and pepper and, and olive oil, and she's pressed it into the lamb chops, right? And you, they've got those sticks coming out, and they're, they're ready to go, and there's that crust on that. Like, isn't it objectively amazing to be like, hey, I am cooking steaks for the Savior. What are you doing? Right? Like, I, I have fresh sheets. I have fluffed up the, 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 the straw ticking. <laughs> this is not a Little House on the Prairie episode, but I guess I'm reading into the text, right? But, but she's busy. Um, ovens, you don't have ovens like we have, so like you know how much of a pain an ancient oven is. Like You have to get the cold, the wood and the cold just right. The temperature has to be right so that the flatbread is perfect and it's not burnt and it just rises a little bit and it's ready at the right time as the mutton chops. Like She is just buzzing around and I like Martha. I, I get Martha. She probably put out fresh cut poppies. Poppies is a Palestine thing. We see poppies, maybe. You're not buying it on. Tim, you're reading into the text. I am. So don't, don't go home and be like, I bet there was poppies there. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm reading into the text. Um, maybe a nice amphora. Amphora is a clay pot of some local vintage. I'd be down for that. Uh, and Mary, oh, Mary's thoughtful and a dreamer. I bet you Mary has a messy room. I bet, like, like, and Martha knows that Mary has a messy room. Like sketching in the dirt, what is that? Philosophical. I wonder why the sky is blue. She didn't have the science back then. Um, all right, let me tell you what Martha's be like. And, and we have to look at an attributes of a Martha. Uh, and, and some of this, well, not some of this. Let me just tell you this, this all resonates with me. So if you're like, I think he's just pointing me out. Like, it's me. All right, so, so, so just chill, it's okay. But here's some, all right. Um, first of all, a Martha is self-righteous because a, a Martha can be like, whatever I'm into it is the best thing to be doing. Now, you're going to recognize this in other people, but I'm asking you, please, recognize it first in yourself. Okay, I, like you're going to be like, Tim, that is so you. Okay, chill. Just first look inward, okay? So whatever I'm doing is the best thing, but then check it out. You become an evangelist of yourself. You're like, and they should totally be doing what I'm into. Do you, do you see that? Like, we, you spread the gospel of yourself. You're an evangelist of yourself. They should do the same things I am doing in the same way. Church planter. <laughs> Third, and then 
when people don't listen to you, you become coercive. And you spray paint spirituality all over it. You become an oppressor. This is a mark. These are marks of a, Mar- a Martha. Marks of a Martha. I bear them all upon my flesh. All right, now, I'm going to give you some observations about this twist in Martha's question. All right, so what's behind the question? Um, I'm doing all the work here. I mean, haven't you ever said that to your spouse, or am I the only one? I guess I'm doing everything. Oh, really? Everything? Um, <laughs> only a few chuckles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever felt this? It's like, well, it would be great to chill, but somebody's got to do it. Like, who's going to, ma- that, what, the dishes fairy's going to show up? Somebody's got to do the dishes. Like, you feel this, like, I guess it's me, right? So this is behind the question, um, uh, I, and I already mentioned this, but my goals, my work, my priorities have to be more important than everything else. Like, we've convinced ourselves of that, uh, every single one of us. Um, and this is, this, is, this is behind it as well, is we believe this, is that work and effort will, will get more done in this world than being something. I haven't been convinced of that yet, neither of you. But this is, there's this added curveball, and this is what I want you to see in Martha's. This is what I was geeking out over. You were geeking out over the question, Tim? Yeah, I was. All right, this is, this is the curveball. Jesus, do you care about me? So I get what's behind it, so do you, but this is the curveball that Mary, Martha gives us, and there's this sweetness and there's sadness, and there's a little bit of curiosity to it. So Martha isn't just asking for a verdict on work and busyness and do-gooding, and she's not just wanting Mary to jump in. This is behind that question is, do you care, is doesn't my work earn some care and approval from you? Do you see that? Like she's asking for confirmation. I see your work. And because of your work, I am going to shower you with care. Because of your work. Do you see that? That, that, that? that was the curveball. Now, what does this sound like? If, if you're familiar with the older, younger brother, the prodigal son uh, parable, what does it sound like? It sounds like she's an older brother because if you remember the older brother, it, w- w- what was he whining to his father about? Like, what sure would be nice if you cooked me and roasted me some sweet barbecue? That would be awesome because I've been totally dutiful. I didn't go off and waste your inheritance. Do you see, like, Martha is very older brothery, except older sistery. I don't know if she's older or younger. Um, and, yeah, there's that secret side jab to Mary. And she stinks at helping, and she stinks at being busy, and she stinks at working. She's just always drawing in the dirt. And in her sketchbook. Mary. All right. Uh, let me give you a quick sidebar. If you are a Martha who is self, you get your self-righteousness from the stuff you do, um, I, just, I, wanna, I want you to see this, is you always have to use comparison with other people. 
all right? And if, if you say, I am doing it better than Joe and Harry, no, there's no Harry's and Joe's anymore. Like, I'm safe there. Um, I'm, 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 Harry, I don't know. Get back on track. If you say, I'm doing it better than you, Harry, then you're just saying, I am above you, and it's superior to pride. But if you say this is, man, LeBron's doing it better than me, then all, all you do is have inferiority, and then you have fear that you're not getting the righteousness. Okay? So that's a little sidebar. Let's come back. Um, so we get this. I get this. I'm a to-doer. I don't know about you, but um, I, I, it's my default setting of my heart. This is righteousness. Duh. Like, you work. And it rubs, this, this kind of rubs us the wrong way because I think Martha goes, I mean, this goes against everything that we think we should be doing in the Christian life. It just, it just rubs us all the wrong way. I get it. Um, but I, I want you to see something. The busyness of doing good things can be an avoidance and rejection of Jesus just as much as all-out hedonism, models and bottles. Um, I've said this quote before. It's one of my favorite Flannery O'Connor, Southern Gothic writer, um, and she said this. You guys will love this quote. Um, can you bring it up, Bryant? Um, Oh, it said this, it said this, uh, maybe, oh, it says in the text first that Martha was distracted by her busyness, all right? And now that's a curious thing, is like she was so busy that she was pulled off track. So, so, so that's what I mean by, is, this is Flannery O'Connor's quote, um, the boy didn't need to hear it. There was already a deep, black, wordless conviction in him that the way to avoid Jesus was to avoid sin. What is she talking about? We should always be avoiding Tim, pastor. I mean, uh, t- sin, pastor. We should always be, and Tim, and Tim. What is she saying there? She said, if you're busy trying to get the pleasure of God, you don't need Jesus because you're doing it through a self-righteousness and you don't need him. You can avoid Jesus by working your tail off. And that, it can be just as bad as models and bottles. Okay, let's go on. Um, Jesus' answer here, it, it, this, is, this is amazing because then, then we appear like, oh, so we don't do work and our work doesn't matter. Now listen, listen. Jesus never belittles work our efforts and vocation and activity, okay? Um, Jesus is never passive. He's never a couch server, surfer, just like, hey, it's okay. He never affirms you just sitting at home eating Cheetos on your couch for eight hours. Like, we don't get that from the scriptures, so, so don't go there and be like, that's what we, we should do then. And yes, I like to doom scroll too, but you can't with a Cheeto dust on your, so like maybe with this hand, and you know what I'm saying. Thank you for your courtesy laughing. (laughs) All right, Jesus is so brilliant here. He sees something. Her work 
is just a frenetic, troubled, restless, worried, anxious heart. See, the work isn't the point, and this is how we know it. It's, listen, uh, this, it's just Martha's coping drug of choice. Your drug might be Netflix or doom scrolling or numbing out to, I don't know, gochujang or meth. I don't know. Like every one of, you're like, those are very dissimilar. But look, look, Jesus goes to the heart and says, oh, Martha, you're using work because you are such a mess inside. You're so worried. It's just her drug of choice. She's addicted to her work being the thing that will put all things right. And I'm going to tell you this is your work and my work will not put all things right. Um, Jesus doesn't say work is bad, but he says this. He says there's one component, one necessary component that will make all things right. Martha, go to the top of the food chain, sister. Um, If you need a hand, Go to the hand that controls the hearts of kings like channels of water. If you need rest, go to him who we call Sabbath, Hebrews 1. If you need respect, go to him who lost all respect for you. If you need to be seen, go to the one who lost all reputation. If you need to know he cares, look at the price he's willing to pay. If you need provision, go to him who makes sure sparrows get a meal. If you need wholeness, go to him who is the healer. If you need vitality when all things are gray, go to him who we call life. If you're confused, go to him who we call truth. If you're, con- if you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, what decision to make, go to him who is called the way. Um. Martha, Martha. 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 It's not the clip you were expecting. The little kid saying, Martha, Martha, Martha. Same show, though. Martha. Jesus has this comment to Martha about Mary is that he's not, it's not a slam. He's not putting Martha's nose in, in the puddle of dog pee. That was a little crude. Like, like, he's not being mean. He's saying, look, she just has, she chose something that will not go away or disappear. Um, the question, I have, so I have a question for you of what you are busy with, and I mean busy. Will it still be in place five years from now? 10 years from now? 50, 50 years? Will it, be, will it still be around 250 years from now? Um, this was a huge quote. I love this. I put, I don't know how on many 
postcard or little note cards I put this in at my last year in college. It was plastered everywhere. I was all in Elizabeth Elliot and Jim Elliot. This is Jim Elliot. When he wrote this, about a year and a half after he wrote this, he's dead. This is a great quote. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. So, my question to you, why, and it's a question in my own heart, why, Tim, would you consume your life with things that will disappear? But does he care? Yeah, but your work doesn't earn his care. Okay? We can say a lot about God but we can't call a self-judging God against his own life careless. We can't. Um, what Martha didn't know at the time is that Jesus' work would supersede all of her mutton chop prepping. So to Martha's. If you're Martha, like I am, God cares and you know he cares. But do you care for it? Will you be served by him? Will you be around and say, I'm going to enjoy your work and not trying to make my work get your care. Let me give you an application to Martha's. And this is to-do-ers, checklist accomplishers. Um, here's a phrase for you. Don't just do something, sit there. And what I mean by that is you, I, I, let me exhort you in the kindest of ways. Don't make this another work. But let me exhort you in the kindness of ways to carve out in your day and say, I am not going to read this text to see what I have to do. I'm not going to read this text to be like, oh boy, there's just more law and yep, and I just feel guilty that I'm not doing it anyway. I, I want you to spend a portion of your day that all you do is enjoy him. And what I mean by that is you're going to have to read a text and you're going to have to ask this question to your heart. And we do it with our staff Every single Monday morning, you're going to have to ask the question is, how does this make God marvelous, wonderful, amazing, interesting? What makes me, I cannot believe that God is like this and it's awesome. You need some, if your day, if your day is just like, I'm going to read this and it's just the right thing to do and it's my, what do we, um, uh, QT, right? If, if, if you have skeletons in your evangelical closet, um, uh, but, 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 but there was something there that was missing. And can you sit and say, I'm going to find something where he is lovely. 
Don't run, don't run to the doing. It, this is a, the, one of the weakest muscles, spiritual muscles that we have, is we cannot stop and just say, I'm going to enjoy you. So, last phrase, the kingdom of God is not found in doing. But if we are looking for the kingdom of God, it will only be found in him. Let's pray. Our Father and our God. Um, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know I needed this. You, you, you just, um, your scalpel was kind. But you know I needed this. By your spirit, would you apply a walking into this incredible question and account and heal us from being Martha's. Pull us to the better thing, the necessary thing. Give us focus and not distraction. In Jesus' name, amen.